welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a show that explores trends in security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, papers, articles, and podcasts, which I turn into a concise 15 to 30 minute summary with analysis. There's a summary episode every Monday morning, as well as standalone episodes that are either me exploring an idea or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold to give you a concise update on the most interesting things happening around the world, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 245. We've got two new essays this week. First is called, Is Anxiety Freedom Without Direction? And the second is, The Original Meaning of Begging the Question. So definitely check those out on the site get a chance, and I might be releasing one or both of them as standalone podcasts. Security news. Microsoft has released a tool to help identify deepfake videos to help counteract disinformation. Facebook is taking some pretty extreme steps to limit their blame for any upcoming election drama. They've removed new accounts linked to Russian propaganda. And they're now going to ban all political ads for the week leading up to the election. Can't help but feel like they already know this is going to be a really bad situation and that they're going to get blamed for it no matter what. So they're just trying to build a case that they did what they could. And I feel like that's what these steps are. The FCC says it's going to cost around $1.8 billion to replace the Huawei ZTE wireless gear in the U.S., which seems quite low to me. What do I know? Nothing really about that stuff. Tensions are increasing massively between India and China. And India has now banned over 100 China-related apps, including PUBG and Baidu. The Pentagon has once again awarded the Jedi contract to Microsoft. And Amazon is super upset about it. They're basically saying the whole thing is political. And they keep fighting it, so probably haven't heard the end of that one. There's a text message scam going around that says something like, Hello, Josh, or whatever your first name is. We came across a package from June that is pending for you, and kindly assume ownership and confirm for delivery here. And it's got a link. And yes, absolutely, it is a scam. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, you probably already knew that was a scam, and you probably didn't click but you should probably let your loved ones know that it's a a scam that's going around. It's basically hit the U.S. pretty widely. So let people know. Vulnerabilities. Cisco has fixed a huge flaw in Cisco Jabber for Windows. There are around 450,000 QNAP devices that are vulnerable to three different RCE vulnerabilities in uh, QNAP's Photo Station app, which comes pre-installed, unfortunately. And millions of sites are being attacked to look for a vulnerability in a WordPress plugin called File Manager. Yeah, so that plugin is getting direct access to the underlying host to browse files. What could go wrong? Breaches. Atrium Health, who used BlackBot software, reported a breach of patient data between February 7th and May 20th related to the BlackBot breach. So as it turns out, BlackBot's breach was really tens of thousands of smaller breaches. Or I don't even know the total customer count, but it was many. And now we're seeing lots more breach reports, turns out, related to the BlackBot stuff. 
Millions of U.S. voter details have been leaked onto a Russian dark web forum. Ransomware. Sigilant, which is a company that protects companies from ransomware attacks, got hit with a ransomware attack. Easy to make fun of, but I feel for them, even if it was silly of them to get attacked in this way. Still have to have a little sympathy. Fresno area schools canceled online classes due to a ransomware attack as well. Disinformation. Facebook and Twitter have been warned by the FBI that Russia's Internet Research Agency is active once again around election disinformation. They've evidently created a new network of fake accounts and a fake left-wing news website. Evidently, these accounts and the site is not getting a ton of traffic, so it's not like it's swaying the election or anything, but it is a new attempt and an interesting one because they actually hired a bunch of U.S.-based writers to help build the content for the site in these uh, accounts. So that's an interesting twist. And Graphica published a 120-page report on a new Russian information warfare campaign that goes back to 2014. So that one is unrelated to the IRA, different group altogether. And they evidently had about nine different areas of focus around being anti-Muslim, about being anti-Europe, just a whole bunch of different themes. Pretty cool report. Technology news, Amazon gig drivers are putting phones in trees around a wider sort of area to catch more incoming work, right? Because it's all about proximity to the outgoing beacon. So they have beacons kind of placed all over the place with, you know, stashed phones. And uh, yeah, they're trying to catch more incoming work and snipe the uh, jobs away from other drivers. Kind of sad that that's what uh, people are doing for work at the moment. Walmart is launching Walmart Plus to compete with Amazon Prime. It's $98 instead of $119, but it doesn't have as many advantages. Looks like they were trying to get under that $100 mark and even the $99 mark with $98. Interesting choice there. Reed Hastings says remote work has been bad for Netflix and that they're going to be going back on site as soon as they can. I think he said specifically when there's an improved vaccine. I assume he means if it actually works as well. But uh, yeah, this goes counter to a lot of the narrative out there saying that remote work is fine and everything's wonderful. There are starting to be a few whispers and stories and opinions basically saying, nope, it's not working as well as people are saying, and we need to go back. And evidently Netflix is one of those groups. And that could be a function of its culture, could be a function of the business that they're in. I think there are a lot of variables that determine that. But interesting that Netflix is one of the groups saying uh, remote is not for them. Zoom and enhanced technology has finally arrived. This is the movie stuff where it's like, oh, I can't see their detail. Zoom and enhance, you know, always in movies. But um, yeah, thanks to the rapid improvement of camera tech, this is starting to become more useful. And this particular article shows just like a regular picture with like a regular camera these days, a modern camera fairly cheap, portable camera, and takes a picture of like this restaurant across the street. And then when it zooms in, you can see exactly what mask people are wearing. You could see the brand of the, of the blender on the desk or on the counter inside of this restaurant. I think it was like a, maybe a smoothie place or something. But if you look at the original zoom of the image, it was just a, 
a restaurant pretty far away across the street. And yeah, now you can zoom and enhance because there's just so much data in a photo at this point. Amazon has a new line of security cameras that can last up to four hours. No, four years on a single charge. Four hours would not be that impressive. Four years on a single charge. Companies, Zoom's revenue jumped 355% in Q2. Patreon has raised $90 million in Series E funding. And Hypatos, or Hypatos, uses language processing and computer vision to speed up financial document processing. Sounds cool when you say it like that, but it really just means fewer people with jobs. That's the way I have to think about this. Human news. More than half of 18 to 29-year-olds in the U.S. are living with their parents. That is a staggering number. I think it was like 52% or something. Staggering. 52% 18 to 29-year-olds living with their parents. I mean, I'm not against, I mean, living with parents. There are lots of reasons to do it. It's not like it's inherently a bad thing. But it would seem to be like a 10% thing or a 25% thing or a 30% thing, not a, not half. Solar and wind energy reached 67% of new power capacity added globally in 2019, and fossil fuels made up only 25% of the new power capacity in 2019. That is a rare positive story in 2020. So over two-thirds came from solar and wind, and just a quarter came from fossil fuels. That is a Great piece of news. Not so great. Divorce rates are up 34% during COVID. Surprising absolutely nobody. Economists are getting concerned that there will be a quick economic recovery, but only for people already doing well. They're starting to call this a K-shaped recovery. So you have like the vertical line on the left, and you have, you know, one part of the K goes up and one part, part of the K goes down to the right. So up and to the right, down to the right. Anyway, I think they put a little too much energy into the uh, the letters there. But it makes sense once you think about it. And they're saying, yeah, the stock market's doing fantastic. Um, evidently, the top 1% own 50% of the stock market. Um, that's a ridiculous number. But yeah, evidently, people who are doing well are going to bounce back very quickly and continue to do well while the people at the bottom, especially, are going to continue to do badly and maybe even worse. So that's a K-shaped recovery for you. Netflix is making a series based on Three Body Problem, which is a set of books from a Chinese author that are just fantastic. It's like the best hardcore sci-fi that I've probably ever read. In Japan, there are companies that are helping people disappear out of their lives completely because they are so burdened with visibility, expectation, and responsibility. That makes sense. I mean, not any sort of expert on Japanese culture, but it is very visible. Like all eyes are on you. You're being judged for everything. It's all about respect and honor and visibility. You know, how much work are you putting in? Are you doing enough? Are you at the station that you should be based on all your advantages? Just a lot of scrutiny and pressure on everyone. And, uh, yeah. So <laughs> capitalism to save the day, new companies have spawned up to basically help you just 
delete yourself and disappear. And I, I assume that means disappearing from like the spouse and the children. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how many times that's happening. Maybe it's just disappearing from work, but it seems like some percentage are probably disappearing completely from family life and work life. Uh, but it's really interesting that capitalism had to show up and solve this problem uh, because stress and scrutiny is, is so strong. And chess is getting big on Twitch, seeing tons of stuff about Twitch streams and um, very charismatic grandmasters and matches. I a bit, watched a bit of Magnus, um, the current world champion, uh, a few months back, watched a number of matches, found it pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not that good at chess, but I could roughly follow. And more interesting was just kind of the banter and the thought process and the narrators really made it as well, describing what was going on and the history between the players. And now you have personalities getting involved, like influencer types who are grandmasters and making a show of it. So yeah, interesting that uh, chess is now becoming a thing on Twitch. Ideas, trends, and analysis. What happened when I went full stoic? Really enjoyed this piece, and I like how it found what I did. Uh, with my journey with Stoicism, which was there's a lot more like Eastern teachings that tell you to maintain distance from the world so that the world can't harm you. It reminded me very much of like a sort of a Jedi thing where, you know, you remember when Anakin, I can't believe I'm doing this, but you remember when Anakin was like, oh, I I can't leave my mom. You know, I have to take care of my mom. And Yoda was like, well, the fact that you're so tied to your mom is a problem because you need to be, you know, distanced from the world. That's a huge Jedi thing. It is a big thing in a lot of types of Buddhism. Um, I'm not exactly sure exactly which types. I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, eh, um, because you do know the difference. But yeah, one thing I really had trouble with, with Buddhism and a bunch of Eastern teachings was this whole concept Um, that was linked to Zen and linked to meditation. The idea that the goal is to distance yourself from the world and to see yourself as separate from what happens in the world and to not let it affect you. And I just thought it was not really what we needed as a human civilization right now. We need more engagement. We need to feel more affected when things are happening outside of us that are bad. So I didn't really see that as a great solution. Um, really to anything other than to kind of a selfish way of looking at things. So I wasn't super into it. I didn't like it with the Jedi either. And uh, I did get that vibe a little bit with Stoicism. Now, that being the case, another big part of Stoicism's teachings was that you don't have to be non-reactive to things in all cases. You get to choose what you're reactive to. And they point out that Marcus Aurelius was an emperor. He was involved in politics. He was putting his life in danger to go and fight wars. So it's not like he was, you know, disconnected at the top of a mountain somewhere. So it is possible to have engagement and be involved in society and still be a Stoic. So, and and that's obviously the case for, you know, Eastern teachings as well. You have monks who are very deep into Eastern teachings and meditation and Buddhism and Zen, who are also politically active, right? You look at Tibet, for example. 
So I don't think they're mutually exclusive, but I do find it really interesting that there is this desire to, to distance or break away and which I just don't resonate well with. So it's uh, just something I need to think about as I explore Stoicism and Eastern teachings more. What will you do if Trump doesn't leave? This is a piece by David Brooks, and I think it's a smart question. And riot porn is making the violence worse. Pretty basic statement, but uh, yeah, basically just arguing that seeing all this stuff about violent protests is making everyone think that this is the norm when the vast majority of protests are super peaceful. So once again, it's the media uh, and it's really perverted incentives, just wanting to show you the worst of the worst and just put it on repeat to the point where you just think that's normal. And it's not, that's not what most protests are, but uh, that's what gets the clicks and the, and the views on TV. So pretty nasty updates. Bruce Nair is moving his blog to WordPress and the trolling on his website started immediately with people asking, why are you moving to this pants show? That was the first comment. I think <laughs> basically saying, why are you moving to a platform that's so insecure? And I think the idea that WordPress is insecure is kind of the same thing as saying firewalls keep you safe. Like that is knowledge from 10 or 15 years ago. WordPress core is quite secure, or at least for a blogging platform, it's secure. And it's the plugins that are actually the problem. Yeah. I mean, if you are careful with plugins, you don't install too many, and you uh, have some scrutiny around which ones are installed, I think it's a fairly secure platform. It's just been audited so many times by so many different groups over the years. Things uh, tend to get locked down when that happens. Although not always. See, SSL. And, well, I tried and failed again to create a shorter show this week. This one took me around six hours to assemble, basically all of my Monday, Labor Day. But uh, I think I need to raise the bar for what I send to the review queue during the week. I basically send stories all the time via Feedly and send them over to my reading list. And, uh, yeah, it builds up. I end up with maybe a couple thousand stories that I kind of have to go through or no, it's probably a few hundred, not a couple thousand, probably a few hundred. But when you're going through one by one and actually reading them, it takes time. So I need to prune that down. I think discovery, a big ass data broker opt out list. Don't usually like to cuss at all in the show, even though I cuss a lot in real life. Um, just think it's kind of crude, but I think that one is uh, kind of permissible. It's kind of part of a regular language at this point. Anyway, it's a giant data broker opt-out list. It's a bunch of links to get out of these data brokers, have them send you the data that they have on you and to decline to be part of it, which of course is your right, but no one is normally doing this. And this is a giant GitHub repo of instructions on how exactly to do that. Really cool project. Analyzing senators' stock picks using ML. The criteria for 10x content. My thoughts on editors in 2020. The most favorited hacker news posts. Things I learned from a senior software engineer. 
The Origin of Obscure Unix Commands. This one was fantastic. And someone fed Nassim Taleb aphorisms to GPT-3 to see if it can make more of them. It's actually the same guy wrote previous post on analyzing Senator stock picks using ML. He's got a blog on doing lots of stuff with ML. I subscribed. It's good stuff. Lessons learned from running SSH honeypots. Using VirusTotals API to detect malicious activity. The Red Team Village CTF write-up. And recommendations for the week. There are an increasing number of studies, including this new one that I have linked here, that shows that vitamin D can be helpful with COVID-19. And I'm being very cautious about how I word that because one, I'm not a doctor. And two, even doctors are still confused about this stuff. Science is just very early. But here's one thing I can recommend. That's why it's in the recommendation section. Is based on all these studies, it's probably a really good idea to make sure your vitamin D levels are not below where they should be. So maybe consult a doctor and make sure your levels are in the tolerable ranges or in the recommended ranges, maybe in the top part of the recommended ranges. You know, don't get crazy with it. And if you need to use a doctor to do that, then I recommend it. But I think uh, making sure you're not deficient in vitamin D based on all these studies showing that people who are, are in really bad shape when it comes to uh, COVID or they tend to have way worse outcomes according to these studies then uh, yeah, just make sure you're not deficient. Like I said, you don't have to go crazy with it. You don't have to go double the recommended amount, you know, for your total levels. Um, I would just look into it. I am going to be checking my levels soon. I've been taking supplements for D for quite some time. Uh, I think I take like 5,000. If, if I forget and I go for a few months without, then um, I will take more to sort of catch up. But in general, I take it like 5,000 a day, which is way more than is recommended. But a lot of the stuff that I've been reading basically says that's kind of okay. But again, I would research it yourself and or talk to a doctor and just get your levels within the ranges that they're supposed to be in. I think that is a pretty safe bet because you should be doing it anyway. It has nothing to do with COVID. And if it helps with COVID, all the better. In the aphorism for the week, true knowledge lies in knowing how to live. True knowledge lies in knowing how to live. Baltazar Gracian, who also has the coolest name ever. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. The show is not supported by ads because I think they're annoying and toxic to the future of content creation. So if you enjoy the show, you can support it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. Members get quite a few things. Most notably, they get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we have great conversations happening all week long. And members also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmeisler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. I truly appreciate every one of you. We'll see you next time. Bye.